Watch this immediately. What's up, everybody? Welcome once again to Watch This Immediately, the podcast that revels in exposing the ignorance of its hosts. Me, I'm one of those hosts. My name is Stephen Krauss. With me, as always, across the table, next to me, touching knees and other things. Manir here. Yep. And this week, we are discussing, oh my god, you're so lucky. We are talking about a movie called The Silent Partner. A 1978 movie from Canada, um, a Canadian tax shelter movie, and starring Elliot Gould, Susanna York, and Christopher Plummer, mm-hmm. directed by Daryl Duke and written by Curtis Hansen, who is probably best known for 8 Mile and uh, L.A. Confidential. Wait a second, really? Yeah. Was this one of his first movies? Uh, it is Crazy. one of them, Yeah. Um, he had written some other movies. He was intending to get this one. He was intending to direct this one if he could. He wrote it on spec based off a novel uh, called Think of a Number by hmm. Anders Bodelson. Hmm. Um, but he wrote it on spec thinking, well, you know, maybe I can get somebody to let me direct this. Um, but he couldn't find anyone who was willing to back him to direct it. So Interesting. he sold it. So, like, well, the name of that uh, author seems Scandinavian. I think it is. And this has actually been made several times. I think there was a German version, there was a Scandinavian version. So this story has been used, I think, mostly prior to this telling of it. You know, now that you mention it, this does have a lot of similar beats to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, like the Swedish versions of those movies. I've only seen part of the first one, so I, I don't entirely know. I mean... But it does have an austerity that would make sense for a Scandinavian yeah, story. Yeah. Because with... With movies that are based in America, it's like there's a lot more. There's not as much. It's not as muted as this one was. I mean, I mean, in certain places, because there's definitely parts where it's not muted. True, but yeah, there is a distinct lack of flash. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'll say. Which for a movie that has as much tension as I think this does, um, it's unexpected. So tense. Because you, you you just don't see movies, especially nowadays, but even in the 70s, you tended to see movies that had a little more a little more flair to them, mm-hmm. which I think this has a definite style to it, um, but it, it doesn't really have what you would consider to be flair, you know, mm-hmm. not in the TGI Fridays sense, at least. Exactly. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's like very kind of bare bones. The, even the set, even the sets are like very kind of, not monotone, but like they're very just understated. It all feels very real. Yes. And almost, it doesn't feel boring, but it, it feels very commonplace. It feels exactly. like you could walk into this mall in 1970, 1978 and you would just do your business here. Exactly. And exactly. there is a, it's one of those things where I think that's part of the tension is this seems very real. It should seem very safe. Mm-hmm. And none of it is. No, not at all. Not at all. No, and I I watched this movie like two weeks ago because I kept having to push off this recording. Um, so I'm just going to have to crib together the plot the best I can from Wikipedia. Oh, no, I can. I, I think I can probably oh, hit you with those. it a little bit. Do it. So, you know, we've got Elliot Gould, man. He's a, he, he's a bank teller, and he's like kind of 
he seems generally disinterested in his life. Mm-hmm. And just like he's very monotone and just doesn't really have a lot going on. Yeah. So, you know, there's that that robbery that happens. And he, he then, like, basically takes all this dough home. And when it's time to talk to the police, he says, oh, no, yeah, it was like 50,000. 50, yeah, it should be mentioned. He finds a, like, a stick-up note. Yes, correct. In right. the deposit slips at correct. the bank where he works. And so he figures out over time that a mall Santa who is holding up a sign saying give to charity is the one who wrote the stick up note. Mm-hmm. And so he makes this plan that I'm going to put aside all of my, all the money from my till. Correct. And then I'm going to try and get him to rob me when he comes in, Correct. which he successfully accomplishes. Exactly. And then yes, continue. Well, so then the, so, you know, at that point, Elliot Gould, he's got all this money. He's trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, he gets a safe deposit box he puts the key in some jam at his house. Which I loved that. I forgot that detail. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. Well, see, so I have not watched this movie since I initially watched it mm-hmm. when we we're supposed to be doing this. But, you know, it's, it's become indelibly um, um, imprinted into my mind. It's going to be your your Christmas viewing every year. Yeah, man. Some people watch Christmas stories. Some people watch Christmas Vacation. I'll be Silent Partner. And, yeah, in the Munir household. Hell yeah. Silent Partner. Hell yeah. Like, this is a Silent Partner house. <laughs> well, in, in addition, almost Christmas, because that movie that movie's just fire, bro. Okay, so Thanksgiving night. Okay. Be yeah. like those two movies. Yeah, exactly. Where you're sitting around, pants unbuckled. Like, everyone come <laughs> around. Watch Almost Christmas and The Silent Partner. I mean, it's going to have to be the other way around because I, I, I need, you need, I, you need, I need tension and then the release. Right, right, right. Makes exactly, sense. Exactly. Perfect. Well, so what we, what we don't realize is that Christopher Plummer is a psychopath. Stone cold psychopath. Yeah. Like he goes to a brothel and so this part I didn't know if it was like prearranged or not, but the sex worker like looks at him. And he looks at her, and then in the next scene, she's like, she seems to be like half dead. Well, it's it, it seemed clear to me that it was not arranged because mm-hmm. as he's staring at her, um, he, he just watched the report from Correct. the news, and so Elliot Gould is like, "Oh, what? they're telling how much how much was stolen from him? He's like forty eight thousand. Yeah, and he's making the connection that I didn't get anywhere near that much. Exactly. So and this guy's putting me in the pot for forty eight thousand dollars. Right, and the poor teenage sex worker got beaten up on that, Mm-mm-mm. which we'll get to it. But I have some questions about this brothel. Okay. Well, well I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. I mean, as we're going, we, we, you know, we can just do the plot and then do our analysis during. Okay. Well, so this place is called, what's it called? Like the silver dollar room. That sounds familiar to me. Damn it. Um, damn it. What is it called? This? Yeah. The silver dollar room. Mm-hmm. What is the business model of this place? Because it is like a gym, yeah, a spa with like little sex saunas, a country music club. Yeah, none of this is okay. Well, I don't. I how, don't are, s- how are they making money off of this? Well, the overhead for all of those things together is insane. Well, I mean, you know, it, it starts off. You come there for a drink. You're listening to your country music, you get depressed, but then you're like, 
my God, I'd, I'd feel better if I had some exercise. That's when you go to the gym, you, you know, pump iron a little bit. Get the, the pump boner. And then you're like, oh, man, I'm all sweaty now. But, like, now you feel much better. And so you're, you're ready to, to be with a lady or a dude. I don't know if there were dudes around. But so then you Whatever go, you're you, into. You go to the sauna. No judgment at the Silver Dollar Room. Yeah, you go to the sauna. You, like, you know, release yourself. Or is somebody releasing hopefully, you? Hopefully not like Christopher Plummer. Well, I mean, someone's releasing you, of okay. course. And, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a symbiotic uh, business model. No, if, if Restaurant Confidential has taught us nothing, it's that you need to simplify. <laughs> you can't have That's four true. different establishments under one roof. You pick one. You are either a sex establishment, a gym and sauna. That can work together. Okay. A sex and sauna can work, but you're going to, as soon as you orgasm, you're passing out in there and you're both dead. I mean, as I've seen, as we've seen in, uh, in, in, in the deuce, I mean, you know, there's, there's room for, for things to be happening in the sauna. Okay. You can have a country music venue or a sex gym. Okay. You can't have both together. I mean, you, it's not that you can't have them. You don't want to have them. No, it cannot be done. <laughs> this place was not viable as presented in the movie. I don't believe that the real Silver Dollar Room, which was open for decades. Wait, it's a real was place? An actual, it's not open anymore, but it was open until 2017, I think. What? Wow. And you know how they did that? It was only a music venue. I mean, it's... They, they it have, was not a sex gym. They have to spice it up for the movies. You know that. I know, but it's ridiculous. They're giving us... For all of the verisimilitude that this movie is giving us... Yeah. This, the Silver Dollar Room is a Marvel movie. Look, man, do you, do you really think, like, in a, in a movie based on true events... Come on, no one looks like Julia Roberts and Aaron Brockovich. It's... It's got it's got to get glammed up. But sociopaths do look like Christopher Plummer. Oh, if you're going for 100%. that level of realism, hundred percent. But you're just gonna fuck off on the silver dollar room. That's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> so, so yeah, like you know, we 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 then cut to Elliot Gould is back at the bank, and you know it's Christmas time, as has been established. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he's invited to a party. There's that. Is it a senior teller who's the British lady, Julie York? I think so. She seems to be. Or like an operations manager. Yeah, I think maybe an operations manager. Yeah. So, you know, Elliot Gould and her have this weird romance. Yeah, it's a strange. It doesn't make any sense. Sad non flirtation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nowadays it would not fly. However,. You know, in the span of like 10 minutes, we see some pretty sweet boobies. Susanna York had it going back in the day. Yeah. Well, and the, and the other lady. Oh, yeah. The, um, yeah, the lady that we the get The one who was going to get married to John Candy. Yeah. Because, yeah, John Candy is also in this movie. Being cuckolded while he yeah. falls asleep drunk at the Christmas party. Exactly. He's like uh, one of the co-workers and, and, and John Candy's fiance, who's, you know, she's a stereotypical bimbo. Yeah. They're they're getting it on in the in the uh, upstairs bathroom, and Elliot Gould goes there to to get the quote unquote grass, and because this is a hip movie, yeah, a normal person would just be like, oh, there are people in this bathroom, I will leave. But you were, I I side with I side with Elliot Gould on this. Well, no, fair. You were sent up there to get weed. You can't come down without weed. That's fair, but. 
Because you're going to have to explain why but you didn't come back. But that shows Elliot Gould is is a different uh, side of the same coin as Christopher Plummer. They are both psychopaths of their own mold. Yeah. Well, so anyways, you know, you we end up Christopher Plummer is super bad, and uh, oh, um, what's his face? Elliot Gould turns down Susanna York, or I guess wait. So remind me of this. Does he get the call for first call from Christopher Plummer while he's with Susanna York? I think yes. Yeah, I think so too. Because uh, Susanna York gets ping pong back and forth. Yeah, exactly. throughout this movie by Elliot Gould. Yeah, and it explain it. It is owed to the unbelievable fuckability <laughs> of Elliot Gould in the seventies. America wanted that dick. I cannot explain. Elliot Gould was the sexiest man in the world for a few years. Wow. It makes no sense. It doesn't. I mean, American huh. women wanted Elliot Gould in the 1970s. Wow. He was married to Barbara Streisand at one point. Really? Everyone wanted it from <gasps> Elliot Gould specifically. Huh. Well, that, that's another mystery that we need to delve into at some point, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Susanna York finally gets on that train. Yeah. But, but you know, he he denies her boarding before yes. she's able to enter. Boat or before he's able to Immediately enter. derailed yeah. by a call from one Christopher Plummer. And, and, and she's, like, super mad, packs away the boobies, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm out. See you later. And I got to say, all of the conversations between Christopher Plummer and uh, Elliot Gould on the phone, yeah. aces. So, it's just so, so anxiety-inducing. Yes. But, you know, like... Christopher Plummer, to up the creep factor, is making the calls from a payphone just outside of Elliot Gould's apartment. Yep, within full view. Yeah. And so, you know, then Elliot Gould's getting all worried and whatnot. And he um, he spends some time, like, trying to figure out what to do with this money, I guess, and how to get away from Christopher Plummer. It's not really working. Hmm. And I would say then... A like he's got this father who's ailing and is is living in a uh, nursing home. Yeah. And at his father's funeral, this very fetching young lady comes and she's French Canadian and she comes and talks to him and says, Hey, your dad told me all about you. Yeah, his dad who is completely locked in. Yeah. Like when we see him earlier in the The movie. dad doesn't say a word to Elliot Gould. Yeah. But he's apparently been, like, talking this lady's ear off. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely believable. Yeah. And it, it should be mentioned that uh, prior to this engagement, or prior to this uh, meeting, uh, Christopher Plummer, or, sorry, Ellie Gould frames Christopher Plummer for stealing a van. <gasps> yes. And gets right. him thrown in jail. Correct. So Christopher Plummer is in jail at this point and unable to get to Elliot Gould. And so, and here's the thing about it. Like, at every turn, Elliot Gould is like super flustered in the beginning, but then just like shakes it off and says, okay, all right, these are my new circumstances. Let me just see what I can do with them. He gets cooler and cooler as the, as the movie goes on. Yeah. And one of the things that I find fascinating about this movie is nobody has a plan. No, no one is like, yes, this is the way that I expected it to go at every possible turn. No, at each point, they're playing a game of chess, and chess is used as a visual motif in the yeah. in the film. Yeah. But they're playing this game of chess where some guy, you know, one guy says, "Okay, 
I'm going to make this move. And mm-hmm. the other guy says, well, shit, I hadn't planned for that. Right. So now I'm going to try this. Yeah. Well, I didn't plan for you to do that. So now I'm going to do this. And I, it's pretty tightly scripted. It is. Um, and it actually, again, everything plays with a certain realism to it mm-hmm. that makes it creepier. Yes, much creepier. And makes it a lot more tense than, you know, some of the, some of the flashier movies that you might see. I mean, you know... <sighs> There's 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 creepiness, like through the roof later on here. True, we're gonna get to that though. So uh, yeah, you know, uh, Elliot Gould is then just tortured by, by by these thoughts. He's with this lady. They get it on, and um, he's then then he figures out. He's like, wait a minute, you never worked there. Who are you? And this is like after they're in bed. I think he knows, you know, from the beginning that something's not right because he knows yeah. that his father doesn't say anything. But right. being that he's kind of a sociopath himself, yeah. he's like, I want to see this play out. I want to see what happens. This pretty girl is showing an interest in exactly. me. And I feel like he's kind of suave. He's kind of cool when he was with her. And he's yes. never that way with Susanna York at any point in this no. movie. Um, so he's, he's, I, he's like a big nerd with her, with Susanna York. Yeah. He can't stop talking about his fish, yeah. you know, but this guy, but, but with this lady, he's like, you know what? I finally feel like I'm at home. Mm-hmm. And that is of course, because she's working for Christopher Plummer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well now hit me to this. Were her and Cliff, Christopher Plummer like romantically involved? I feel like they had had sex at some point. I feel so. I feel like this too. I feel like Christopher Plummer had sex with everyone that he had to try and do stuff for. Him. I think so. Yeah, man or woman, black or white, he did not discriminate. Correct. That so, was how he did it. So you know, we get to a point where Elliot Gould says, "Okay, fine. You know, um, I need to get this money like out." And so he talks to the French lady and says, okay, look, uh, I'm going to give you the dough and then we'll run away together. Was, am I correct in this? Yeah. Yes. Well, <clears throat> this doesn't end well for the French lady. Nothing ever does. And so, you know, while they're at the house, so Chris, so Elliot Gould's not at the house. She is. I guess she meets Christopher Plummer. He like, he's out of jail. He finds her. And they both go to Elliot Gould's apartment. Yes. And we probably shouldn't get too deep into exactly what happens here. Yeah. But trigger warning, there is something violent that happens. Well, you know, because if you spoilers, want to get into it, get into it. I mean, I'm just going to say what happened. Like, like yeah, fine. Like, okay, look, things happen in movies that are upsetting. And we have warned you, so fast forward, I don't know, however many seconds. But yeah, like... She fights with Christopher Plummer in Elliot Gould's apartment. The fish tank is broken. There's water everywhere. And this is where the movie got, like, really just out of control. (laughs) Because Christopher Plummer, man, he basically saws her head off with the glass from the fish tank. You had a stronger reaction to this than I did. Um, yeah. And it, it could be that I've, I've just seen more horror movies than you have. Oh, yeah, no, I don't, um, I don't watch horror. You, know it, that. I, you had a strong reaction and you texted me about it, or, or maybe you messaged me at work. One way or another, you yeah. sent me a message about it. Yeah. And this was before I had rewatched it. <gasps> and so I was thinking, oh, my God, this must be you know, a lot worse than I remember. No. Um, 
what they show on screen is not that bad, in my no. opinion. Um, what they leave you to imagine is pretty terrible. Well, I mean, you see her whole head inside the fish tank. True. Again, I've seen a lot of horror movies. I've seen a lot of severed heads. <laughs> so, but yeah, it 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 is. It's jarring, and it's not a place that the movie had taken us to at that point. Oh, um, but that's you know, it keeps when you think there are no escalations left to be had because this is pretty close to the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, it, it hits you pretty hard. <laughs> Dude, tell me about this. It. Everything had been pretty cerebral up to this point. Yeah. When you factor out the amount of boobs that we've seen. Yeah, sweet um, boobies. There's, there's a lot of nudity in this movie. Yeah, there is. There are three different women's breasts. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, as a child, I'm surprised I did not know about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is something that I could have picked up at the video store. <clears throat> it's called The Silent Partner. What are my parents going to think? I'm like, oh, looks like a crime movie. It's fine. That's right. That's right. So many boobs. So many. I mean, the French lady, full frontal there. That was pretty good. Up until she loses her head. Yeah, that wasn't the best. But it's not over for Elliot Gould. No. Now, if I came home and found a corpse minus a head in my apartment... I would probably call the police. I would still be crying on the floor. Yeah. But no, he decides, I will wrap her up in my rug, and I will then put her in my in, in, the, uh, in the trash. No, he does better than that. Oh, wait. What do you do? He puts her in the foundation of the bank that they oh, are advertising right. that they're building. You're right. You're right. That's right. I just remembered that. Yeah. So another genius move from closet psychopath Elliot Gould. And was that the point at which um, he's like leaving um, down that tunnel, the construction tunnel? Yes. Yeah. And Christopher Plummer's like, what's up, man? How you been? He's like, found that gift I left for you. It's pretty good, right? (laughs) And Elliot Gould runs away to the bank. And... The end of the damn movie is Elliot Gould at the bank, Christopher Plummer comes in, and this is the end of the line. Well, he's they work out, or at least Christopher Plummer thinks that they work out mm-hmm. um, when they're meeting at the construction site, that Elliot Gould is now going to give him the money. Yes. Because as he puts it, I'm going to kill you if you don't. Yes. I might kill you if you do, but I'm definitely going to kill you if you don't. So right. I'm going to come to the bank, and you're going to give me the money. Yeah. And so... But yeah, because right, right. Now that, now that you mention it, because Elliot Gould has the dough at his till. Yeah. And then Christopher Plummer comes up, and he's like, let, let, I'd like to make a withdrawal, please. Christopher Plummer, as it should be mentioned, in a credible drag outfit. Yeah. He looks like... An old lady. He does. He looks like your great aunt. Yeah, he does. It's not bad. But uh, Elliot Gould, he's not ready to let go of that money. Oh, fuck no. And so we end up... Christopher Plummer's in the mall, trading shots with the security guard. Like an 87-year-old guy. Yeah. (laughs) Just so old. (laughs) Firing off shots in the crowded mall. And uh, Elliot Gould is then, or sorry, Christopher Plummer is then shot as he's on the uh, escalator. And that is the end of him. Yeah. And, it, and he's, he mentions, like, well, he's, like, he's got the money. Yeah. He's trying to tell him that Elliot Gould has the, has the money, has the, you know, the stolen money. But uh, he can't, 
he's shot in the chest. He can't get it out. Right. And so the bank tell, or the bank security guard's like, well, yeah, of course he's got the money. He's in the bank. Right. <laughs> so just ultimate slap in the face to a dying Christopher Plummer. Mm. Um, I didn't know this movie existed until two years ago. Oh. Um, Criterion had oh, that's right, that's right. something. It was part of some something on Criterion. I think it was probably you know like Christmas movies, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Christmas movies that didn't necessarily make any sense. I mean, this for Christmas. is technically a Christmas. Well, movie, things that happened around Christmas. Yeah. You know, not it's, it's Criterion, so you're not going to watch a Christmas story, or you're not going to see yeah. um, you know some Hallmark movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're going to see something fucked up, like The Silent Partner. It's not going to be happy. Yeah. But I just, you know, the the thumbnail on Criterion was just Elliot Gould, and it says The Silent Partner. Like, well, okay. It's from the 70s. I want to watch as many movies from the 70s as I can, so I'll watch this unremarkable Elliot Gould movie. One of my favorite movies that I've seen out of the last, like, five years. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe... uh, You would think... (sighs) The French lady... that has as little a profile as this would not be this good. Oh, and, 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 you know, I looked up, like, what did the French lady do later in her career? She didn't really have that many credit, more credits, man. Yeah, it could be she was, you know, related to somebody or, yeah. you know, had, had a relationship with someone, romantic or otherwise. Um, yeah, I, I cannot believe that this doesn't have more of a profile because this is a great thriller. I think even, you know, being that it's almost 50 years old. Mm-hmm. It loses a little bit of something just due to the march of time, but I think it's fantastic. And I think if oh, you yeah. watch it as you know, if you give it the grace of the time in which it was created, I think this is a fantastic. This is a great movie. It is, and the fact that it was made for uh, you know such a low cost because it was a tax shelter is remarkable. Yeah, there weren't a whole lot of great movies from Canada that uh, that use that loophole. Yeah. Um I think I think yeah. Scanners might have been one. I Scanners. Cur- I mean Curtis Hansen though, he's he has had a solid Hollywood career. Yeah. And I this director did not direct that much, but he directed right in a row two great movies. Um and I didn't realize when we recorded previously that when I gave you the choice of Payday or The Silent Partner, those were the two movies that he directed in the 70s. He directed Payday, yeah, he directed Payday and The Silent Partner. And then he only had four major motion pictures. There was another one in 82 called Hard Feelings, which I have never heard of. Hmm. Um, I can't help but wonder if that's also a tax shelter movie and maybe one that ended up not being very good. Hmm. And then a James Clavell adaptation called Taipan. Oh yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I know the book type. Yeah, I I had heard of the book, and I remember the movie coming out. Hmm. I, I remember it being. It had a pretty good domestic advertising push. Yeah, well, was but it, it wasn't something my parents were going to take. Me was to it? See. And was it in the theaters, or was it like a TV? Movie? It was theatrical. Um, you you might be thinking of Noble House. Yeah, yeah, maybe that Noble was House it. was you're the right. um, TV movie. Right, right, exactly. I think you're right. You're right. Because that yeah. one had uh, Pierce Brosnan, I think. I know, man. James Clavell was 
He was everywhere in the 80s. Everyone was fascinated with the, what with China kind of opening up to the outside world. Mm -hmm. Everyone was sort of fascinated by um, the Far East at that point. And so it was the perfect time for James Clavell. They were like, Japan, close enough. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what it came down to. Well, because also in the 80s, we were kind of starting to grapple with, like, okay, this is... This is a power that we destroyed, but also kind of helped build back up. And now we view them as a, potentially a partner and potentially a threat. Yeah. And how do we deal with that? Correct. And so there was a definite fascination. And um, kids like me, we were like, Japan seems really cool. I get all my video games there. And parents remembered, uh, well, our parents didn't remember World War II, but my grandparents remembered Correct. World War II. And, um, you know. It was a definite generation gap. Dude, like, there was a movie, uh, Rising Sun, Wesley Snipes and Sean Connery. I remember hearing of that. Well, I mean, I saw it. And there's a part where um, one of the Japanese dudes is like, he's in bed, he's he's at his house, and there are two two women. One of them is a Playboy Playmate. And uh, that was how you got Wesley Snipes to show up to the set back in the day. (laughs) And, and, um, Wesley Snipes and this other dude are like viewing what this Japanese dude is up to through binoculars. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the non Wesley Snipes white dude says, God, they're plundering our greatest natural resources. <laughs> <laughs> it is my challenge to you <laughs> to somehow use that in your day to day speech. No, at one point in the coming week. So misogynistic. I can't do that. It doesn't have to be about that specifically. It could be about the coffee in the office. I mean... could be about bandwidth. Okay. could be about Salesforce. <laughs> could be about a report that you have created that they don't appreciate. <laughs> like, you're plundering this nation's greatest natural resource. <laughs> you mean the report that we asked you to do? Yes. <laughs> but... Lack honor. Even even all these years later, I was I, I bust out live ago. I saw that. And I'm like, that is still comedic gold. <laughs> oh man, I might get around to seeing that one of these days. It's it's I not would, on. Look, one of these days, know, one of these days, it's going to show up on like HBO or Criterion or something, and I'll be bored. I I, I personally did see it on HBO, and this was I mean this was the early '90s, so. I would imagine, like, the license for that movie is not, you know, sought after, so it might end up in, like... No, it's going to come through, like, a a package from Paramount, or, well, not Paramount, because they've got their own, but it'll come through, like, a package for, like, Warner Brothers or something. Exactly, exactly. Like, this is what we got for the next six months. Mm Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Rising Sun. Hell (laughs) yeah, bro. Seen worse. (laughs) (laughs) You certainly have, but, but yeah. You know, I would say that this movie, just to, to circle it back... Oh, yeah. Silent Partner. This is a very solid. Silent Partner. Very solid. I'm glad you liked it. I mm. I did not. I was not concerned. Um, mm. I felt that both this and Payday, whichever one you opted for, I really felt like you would enjoy both of them. See, that's the thing. This uh, I, I would say this movie has the uh, the highest honor because usually when I'm watching a movie or YouTube or whatever, I'll be on my tablet like doing something. Mm. I was not on my tablet during this movie. Wow. Because mm-hmm. I've seen you and I when we watch The Wire. Oh yeah, you would generally have like sometimes you had a device in each hand. Yes, and so but that no here that is shocking. I was like, oh my god, what's going to happen next? And mm-hmm. after 
um, the you know French lady's head was sawed off. I'm like, oh my god, what else could happen here? This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of the the craziest thing that happens. But, it is, yeah. But but still, I mean, they yeah. ended shortly after that. So yeah, but, I mean, you still get to see Christopher Plummer and drag. That's pretty outrageous. And you know. Um, I had seen Christopher Plummer in like other movies as as a super old dude. Yeah, which I think he was in Harry Potter, correct? No, I don't think so. He wasn't. No, but he shows up. You've seen him in everything. Yeah, he yeah. was not. He's Canadian, so um, mm. I, it was important to the Harry Potter people to have everybody be British. Oh, I see. I see. So, um, gotcha. yeah. So Christopher Plummer, I don't think he was in. He was he resided in England for a long time. Well, like the original Dumbledore died, I guess they got someone else. I thought maybe that was Christopher Plummer. No, okay. it, it wasn't. But uh, but you've seen Christopher Plummer in freaking everything because well, he is one yeah. of those dudes that if you wanted gravitas or if you wanted somebody who is going to be like a little bit creepy or impish, you would get Christopher Plummer. Dude, but the thing that, that I, I realized when I was watching this, I'm like, wait a minute. He was in that uh, Shakespeare episode of Cosby Show. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Do you remember that? I don't. All right. So, you know how Cosby Show, they had like five million different uncles who were somehow involved with jazz or other artistic pursuits. Yep. But yeah, there's this episode where Theo has um, some kind of a Shakespeare thing that he's doing at school. And Rudy then decides to write up a play. And so after they do a Shakespeare monologue where, like, Cliff Huxpool's dad, like, you know, finishes it up, they then, um, with Christopher Plummer, by the way, who plays a, like an a English professor, they, uh, they act out Rudy's play. Yeah, Christopher Plummer took any job you gave him. Yeah. Um, he, he did the highest of the high, and he did the lowest of the I low. I know, because too. like I had not recognized him as a super old dude as like the same guy, but I was like, oh my god, it's the English professor from Cosby's show. Yeah, I primarily, I mean, my early education of him was The Sound of Music, because he played Garrett oh, Bontrapp in The Sound correct. of Music. And he so, did, you're right. Um, but yeah, he... The dude just seemed to like to work, so um, he he took nothing wrong with highbrow stuff. He took you know Canadian tax shelter stuff. He was in a Star Wars knockoff called Star Crash, uh, probably right after this. Wow, um, which was an Italian Italian joint. So I think he just really liked to work and probably never had you know the kind of hit that gave him fuck you money. That is correct. Or maybe he had a whole bunch of divorces. Who knows? I did not delve deeply into the history of Christopher Plummer. But Hard to say, but whatever it was, he had a motivation to like be in, be in the movies on a constant basis. Yeah, and did a whole bunch of stage stuff, too. Yeah. Um, but he, he was one of those guys you always were going to get an interesting performance. Oh, I mean, yeah. He has a real magnetism. He's... He's a lot of fun in this. I mean, I know. with the exception yes. of beating up the sex worker at the beginning of the movie, mm. and you know, and then sawing the lady's head off in the fish tank. I just look at that as cost of doing business. Okay, fair. Like yeah. he, he's a sociopath. I expect him. There's a weird dichotomy, but I'm okay with him murdering somebody by decapitation, but don't not beating up a teenage sex worker. Yeah, that was very like, ins- that, that was actually more unsavory. I think. Yeah, one of one of them is the kind of stuff you expect from a psychopath. The yeah. other one. That's just mean. It's like, what did that girl do to you, man? Yeah, she did nothing. She was going to, you know, 
bring happiness to you. Yeah, exactly. And then you were going to go listen to country music together. Yeah. I mean, you know, after maybe pumping some iron. Yeah. Maybe you don't know she was a maybe she was a personal trainer too. It's possible. I mean, you Yo. need to be well-rounded. Okay, theory. She was supposed to be personal training Christopher Plummer. Didn't pay attention to his uh his workout. He got dizzy, became unhappy with her. So it was, it was a panic beating. No, 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 it was it was it was an anger beating because he was paying for a service that he 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 got a shoddy version of. Either way, you're not handling your anger right. Yeah, you're doing a poor job. And plus, I mean, if you're if you're trusting a, I don't know, probably 19 year old to be a personal trainer, and you're like, I don't know, 35, get what you deserve. Yeah. She was not toned. Right. She was not at all. This is not somebody I look at and think, I want to know your workout routine. Yeah. <laughs> so, once again, calling into question the business model of the Lone Star, whatever the hell. Silver called. Dollar. The Silver Dollar. Sorry, I almost called it the Lone Star State. But <laughs> I question Texas's business, their business model as well. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so is that, are we to give our ratings at this point? Do you have any further so. thoughts? No. Okay. I think it's ratings time. Okay. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Should we say it at the same time? Yes. Same time. Same time? Okay. Atari Lynx. Atari Lynx. Okay. Yes. I, I, um, I, sorry, I thought we were doing like a three, two, one. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So the, yes, Atari Lynx. I think mm-hmm. I wish I could say now in my heart of hearts, this is a watch this immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only reason I cannot call it a watch this immediately is because it is not a cultural touchstone for anyone. Oh, no. This is a movie that needs to be seen by as many people as possible, I think. Um, it is available for free currently on Canopy. So if you that's have. That's where I saw it. Yeah, and that's where I watched it as well um, for this most recent viewing. Uh, so you can get it for free. Just uh, use your library card. Library cards are free as well. In theory. We, yes. we need to save our Until- libraries. Until they're all shut down because of quote-unquote woke culture. Yes, but for now, you can get a library card, and you can use that to access Canopy and watch The Silent Partner for free. So, oh, yes, yeah. this is a definite Atari Lynx, and uh, with uh, I would call it trending. Watch this immediately. Okay. I could say I could see that. But, uh, yes. It's, so. it's kind of like uh, with the Myers-Briggs and the different wings, maybe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so this is like a, an INTJ yeah. positive or something correct, like correct, that. Correct, correct, So, yes, by all means, Atari Lynx, mm. The Silent Partner, mm. Elliot Gould, The Dick America Wanted. Yes. The Dick North America Wanted, apparently, because it extended, it extended to Canada. I would not be surprised if, uh, if Christopher Plummer was like, he was probably on some Mexican soap operas. I, would, I could see that. Can you see him like a mustache? Yeah, man. He would look so good. Probably had a sombrero, too. 1970s. Yeah. Yeah. Call him, uh, yeah, what's the Spanif- Spanification of Christopher? Crystal Ball Plumber. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Just like in 30 Rock. Yo, you know me. Like, so, so, the, so uh, you know, just, just to, 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 to let you end on something. Whenever I, whenever I don't know a Hispanic gentleman's middle name. Hmm. I'll I'll just think of the wildest name ever, like you know the wildest Hispanic names. Example, like uh, I call my I call my friend Michael Por- Michael Porfirio. <laughs> I can't hate on it. Yeah. So you know he, you you would be Stephen Cristobal. Oh, or no, 
Not Stephen, Esteban. Esteban Cristobal. I always liked, I think it was the Portuguese Esteban. Yeah. I always enjoyed that. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. So for next time. Yeah, you know, what do you got for me? I, I was I was torn because a new option had come to me that we were talking about right before this. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm ultimately going to stick with my original pick. Okay. We'll keep the other one a secret. We'll keep that in the hopper. And oh, yeah. Maybe sure. you can pull that card later. I think I will. Okay. I, I will. It's, it's, it's worth listening to. Yeah. All right. But uh, I will give you Ice Cube's album, The Predator. Interesting. So this album was released just just after the LA riots. Oh. And so I feel like he's going to be coming in hot. Oh yeah. Yeah, super hot man. And th- I mean th- there is definitely a lot of the LA riots informing this album. And I I would I would argue that this is probably the first piece of major art um or major hip hop that was released after after that event happened. And so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of very raw feelings in this. Okay. And so I would, I, that is what I'm going to ask you to listen to. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Hell yeah. So until next time, watch this immediately. Do it. Bye. Bye.